0: Okay. Welcome to the That's Good Broncos Podcast. Uh, powered by DraftKings, America's top-rated sports book. Today we have legendary special guest Dave Damashek, my co-host Will Keys, and you guys know who I am. Uh, we start we, we've been talking for like 15 minutes before I started recording here. And I always thought like Will and I were were kindred spirits. It's like why we've worked together so well but i think dave and will might have more bonding or bonded sort of connections out there in the world of sports and pop culture so i'm just going to sit back and let them sort of take take over from here
1: yeah you you have like a child to attend to so you can you can take <laughs> the next hour off if you want
2: <laughs> listen i am uh i'm a man of peace i'm not here for debates. <laughs> or i mean we have, we have something before us that creates a natural line of conflict between <laughs> us. That's but, true. But, you know, like I say, I'm a man of peace. I mean, let, let, let's, uh, let's bring it together here before, <laughs> before, before things become divided uh, on Sunday in Heinz Field.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. let's, let's gonna, feel the divide. Going to be some
0: strong divide, maybe some trash talking on Twitter. I don't know. Dave, you've got, what, three podcasts going now? Yeah, that's right. Actually, I've had to cut it down
2: a little bit, but yes, I'm uh, with uh, I'm um, thrice weekly with cousin Sal and Charlotte Wilder on extra points, chopping it up with them, having a great time, and then once twice a week um, with Jeff Schwartz. We're trying to focus on northeastern sports, and but we end up, you know, can't help ourselves. You know, we we end up talking about everything, but we do try to focus in on. Um, you know, what's going on up there, but with, you know, big 10 pack 12 now that's on its way in a month, which is going to be fun. So we're getting in on all of it and FanDuel's our sponsor. So we keep pushing fan slash minus three. There are special bets there. And, uh, I wanted this week we do we do fade Jeff Schwartz because people like for whatever reason to bet against Jeff Schwartz. <laughs> um, Mitchell Schwartz's older brother, um, a, a rival of yours as well. Oh, uh, oh we know I, him.
1: I, 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 I well.
2: yeah. Uh he you can I tell you something? You kinda look like him, Will. You're you're I mm-hmm. mean shrunken down. You're like you're like Not Captain America. Me. You're like, like, before he got into that machine and and got blown up to superhero size. Like, that's the same thing. You're Mitchell Schwartz before he becomes muscular.
1: I'll take it. You know what? In a world (laughs) where, on a show where I was literally diagnosed with autism last Sunday, that's the best compliment I think I (laughs) can get.
2: (laughs) We're moving on up. But yeah, I wanted it to be, I wanted the Fade Jeff Schwartz to be, um, our game this weekend with uh, with the Steelers, yeah. giving a lot of points there, but we ended up going with Giants and that uh, Bear. So get in on that action. That's oh, interesting. Pretty not. Nice. I mean, the it, Giants it is won six and a half to a team that should have lost. The DeAndre right. still catches a pass. What are we, it, Would the line be almost a touchdown for a team um, that that should have lost to you know on, on the anyway? So yes, it's a fun one to get in on.
1: If you if you bet on Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, even after last week, I think you deserve what you get.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, how long are you going to get away with that? How, you know, yeah, you know, how long are you going to try to ride Trubisky? You, he, playing the fire, right? He knows Nick Foles could come in at any series. So,
0: yeah, he's hmm. a he's a degenerate gambler, sort of uh, ride or die with every week type type of QB. Right. Um, yeah, you might have a problem. Yeah, that's
2: that <laughs> when you might like, maybe I've, I'm going too far because I, I'm actually putting money on uh, Mitchell Trubisky. That, I, I, that might be a sign. That yeah, it's like some through. of those
1: sports shows now, they include ads for, for like Gamblers Anonymous or like 1-800-GAMBLING-PROBLEM. <laughs> uh, I think that's specifically for the people that actually consider putting money down on the Bears.
2: That's a great uh, that would that should be the ad. Are you <laughs> <Yeah>. considering wagering <laughs> on Mitchell Trubisky? Please
1: call think the again. <laughs> yeah, call. We've now. got a hotline for you. Yeah, you might be <laughs> making. Apply bad decisions in other parts of your life as well. And we can help you with those too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh, mostly just uh, stay away from the Bears. But, you know, the family issues, uh, rough childhood, and we'll talk about it.
2: <laughs>
1: but um, the Steelers game, I think is, I think that's six points too. Do you think that's fair?
2: I saw it last at six and a half. It may come down to, to six. It just feels like a lot. There's, and This is what happens perennially, but in the – all-time oddball year of 2020. It's even mm-hmm. harder to try and figure out what to think going forward based on just 60 minutes of evidence that we've been given at this point. That said, you guys, what the weird and bummer for Broncos fans, at least early on here, is that carryover from last year. Yeah. It seems to me you guys obviously feel it much more than 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 I did from uh, from where I sit. But it felt to me like the Broncos – were snake bitten all last year, or maybe you know you could also call a tactical failure on uh, on Munchak and otherwise. But man, you guys last year lost so many games in the last couple of minutes in freaky ways, and then go all the way through this crazy nineteen off season. Uh, uh, not uh, COVID nineteen, not the year nineteen. Mm. <laughs> um, you go all the way through it. And, and same old, same old for you guys. It's, a, it, it, it's a, like I say, um, I feel for you coming out of the gate there, but uh, you'll get no pity from me if uh, the Steelers vanquish you on Sunday.
1: It's yeah. almost comforting in a year where there's been so much change uh, for a football team to literally just fall in the same trap as a year before. It's kind of nice, I think. I,
2: I mean, everybody was in on – I mean, I don't know if to tell you. I'm sure there was um, some, some legit enthusiasm – about this season for you guys with um you know and then von miller just the the essential defensive piece gets plucked out of things at the 11th hour so that's a you know that's heartbreaking but you're you're just still so loaded on offense the only question is if you're from a fan look at it from a fantasy perspective who rises above the rest of the pack there but you have an overwhelming amount of offensive firepower for drew lock the question is the offensive line but uh still i guess so it should be a fun season for you guys i just hope that drew lock doesn't have a whole lot of time to throw the ball with bud dupree tj Watt, and the rest of those guys bearing down on him yeah on, uh, in-, in heinz field this weekend
0: that
1: that will that be seems the be fear the yeah <laughs> That was the problem for Daniel Jones. I thought on Monday, uh, he also kind of self sabotaged a little bit. That that was like I think in the third quarter, maybe um, one of the most impressive drives I think I've seen, uh, at least in week one. And then all down the drain. So I'm hoping I'm hoping Drew finds out uh, or figures out how to finish off drives. Where, but, where
2: do you guys? Uh, where are you guys in the here and now? You have what is it now? Six career starts for Drew Locke? Yeah, yes, something like that. Five, seven, somewhere in that range.
1: They uh, uh, it. They
0: they really uh, increased his amount of deep deep ball passes. So I think he had like eleven total categorized deep ball passes last year. And I just saw the stat before the podcast because I don't remember stats like this. And he had five on uh, Monday night, and he did not look accurate on I think really any of them. So a little, if there's a one,
1: for sure. if there's
0: like we were kind of waiting for that one big weakness to show up with him because we were so starved of seeing good quarterback play. We were just like, oh yeah, he's <laughs> guy, this is it. Uh, deep ball accuracy. Uh, if, if he can fix that, you know, there's a couple of plays in that game where I think they win if he connects. And even he had like a, a really short throw to the, the tight end who was wide open in the end zone. And he just missed him uh, again, too long on the throw. So those were the kind of things that stood out in terms of what like Drew Locke needs to work on. But again, just seeing him scramble a little bit and not take a sack every time pressure came uh, was reassuring. Von was Miller getting well. hurt a week before the game really lowered my expectations. Such a gut,
2: such a, really, for the whole season even. It's not like, oh, yeah. what are we going to do on Monday night? It's like, what are we going to do now? as 2020 now flush down the toilet? It yeah. really does have – I always talk about the, the Jenga theory, which is – um in 21st century pro football it's not a matter of if you're going to have guys get hurt obviously every team is going to have some injuries along the way the the key is and you can't control it it's the football god's decision but you can't lose the wrong piece from the jenga tower because if you take the wrong one out the whole thing and i mean if i I hate to say it it does feel like that's the case with the broncos and yet they were right there with everybody with one of those teams of people i don't I don't really buy the Ryan Tannehill play action dependent QB that, that, that there's a ton of carry over year after year that you can just be a play action QB and thrive um, perennially defenses, catch up with your habits if you're that guy. And so I, I thought, wow, this is going to be a nice little start for them. And maybe they can just flip the script and be offense heavy this year, but you just couldn't get it going against that team. I do think though, um, to your point you know you Jake yeah you, you Jake Plummer and all you know, the you know we had Brian Greasy before that and and whoever you're you know, Joe Flacco experiment for half a season i do think I, you guys must be vibing to um a guy who kind of in swagger has a little John Elway yeah. to him i'm mm-hmm. big on i'm big on gunslingers i know that you guys had Peyton too who's the opposite of that he's i i don't call those guys game managers brady breeze Peyton, I call them uh, surgeons because they're super accurate and they they cross all their T's and dot all their I's and they do all that. That's fine. But it's not as much fun, I don't think, as it is to have Elway, Favre, Roethlisberger, and I feel like your new guy, Locke, sort of skews into the latter group. He's got these – there's a certain vibe about him. 21st century, you know, busting rhymes on the sidelines and you can tell he's (laughs) cocksure and everything else. That's something fun to get behind.
1: I was yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna ask you about. Um and I think Bill Simmons uses this as his official metric of how to you know, how good a quarterback is, but how much as a Steelers fan, uh playing against them next week, does does Drew Locke scare you at all? Does he I, put the fear of God into you, Dave? I'm not for
2: Bill S- Simon. Oh,
1: he's not in your fantasy league anymore, I don't think, so you you might not remember oh. him.
2: Oh, Bill! Yes, yes, yes. Now, now that you you know, sometimes I didn't connect the dots. <laughs> Bill Simmons,
1: right. former sports writer, uh,
2: right? Formerly of my fantasy league. Uh, formerly
1: the uh, ESPN. Unfortunately, yeah, I don't know. kicked yeah, I know. out.
2: Unfortunately, kicked out of the fantasy league a couple of weeks ago. Um, who? D- oh, it was me, with the help of his oh, great. idol uh, Freddie Lynn, kicked him out. Uh, we got him on <laughs> cameo. A, to kick. Just Sin a
1: kill time. shot, an absolute kill shot.
2: Um. I, listen, it's hard for me to uh, – to your point uh, that, you know, Drew Locke will run with the ball a little bit. It's hard to get really scared right now of of any QB this side of Patrick Mahomes, um, or I guess I'd throw Russell Wilson into that group as well. And then the Steelers, I think, get already next week. They get Deshaun Watson after this one. Those are about the three QBs because – the, the pressure that that Steelers front seven is, 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 has generated now from 2019 and one game into this one is – I mean, that's the thing to be – talk about what, what are you scared of. Imagine being that QB back there. Those are big dudes, and they bring it, and they blitz you and everything else. You just don't – I mean, if there's a team – I know this is hyperbolic. I know I'm a Steelers fan, so take it with a grain of salt. The the formula to slow down the Chiefs is to not give Patrick Mahomes the time to throw the deep ball. And, you know, you talk about Locke throwing five. Well, I'm going to write that down real quick. On, <laughs> uh, on Monday night, like, I, hopefully in time, Von Miller plus Bradley Chubb equals a devastating pass rush that is the remedy to slowing down Patrick Mahomes. And, by the way, Drew Locke in year three, now we're talking 2021, but – a a year's maturity for the pass catchers add a nice piece or two to the offensive line. I think the 2021 Broncos are going to be ready to roll. Um, But yeah, I think that, that, you know, the guy who's scared right now is surely drew lock. This is going to be the nastiest pass rush. He'll see, see, since he, uh, since
0: he went under center there. It's never good if it's, it's week two and you're already saying 2021. Broncos
2: Broncos are
0: going to be all right uh let me let me just say this jeremiah atauchu patrick mahomes stopper that doesn't that doesn't (laughs) resonate with you I mean, okay,
2: okay. Yeah, I mean, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to get there. Keep talking. How about
0: former Steelers linebackers, Mark Barron and Anthony Chiquillo?
2: What kind of thing is it? Where, where, where's the dignity, Broncos? That's a, shame on you. Come on. I know you're going through a tough time, but where's your honor to bring in Steelers? Who Tell us what Big Ben likes to do, blah, blah, blah. What are the tendencies? <laughs> Of, of uh, the defense. What does Keith Butler like to call? <laughs> like, come on, Broncos. Play it, straight. Who are you, the Patriots? It's play a straight Belichick up. move. I know. Play a straight up. Defense.
1: I think we just don't have linebackers. I don't even think they'd put two and two together and, and even realize he was a former Steeler. We're just so bad at linebacker.
0: Right? <laughs> it's just, they, they
1: saw him on the Saints practice squad. I was like, I don't, don't know how to pronounce his name. He's on the Broncos, though. That's not
0: fair. We have we have one really elite linebacker right now and Alexander Johnson. But then like I was going to say
1: Malik Reed, but yeah.
0: <laughs> that's just cuz you went to to college with him. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's so true. I have a, I have a question about the Steelers receivers. So, who's going to emerge like as that second guy? We saw rookie Chase Claypool had one of the best receptions I thought of the entire weekend. It was so good that Pro Football Focus gave him the uh, highest grade for a, a, a rookie, and he only had two catches. So something doesn't add up there. But I was thoroughly impressed with that catch. Uh, there's what uh, James Washington and Deontay Johnson. Johnson got a lot of targets. Who's your guy? Who's the guy like you're rooting for? You think's gonna maybe break out? I'm not trying to be I'm not trying to be uh, cutesy,
2: but when you say who's the 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 second receiver on the team i don't know if it's not juju and the number one is deontay johnson i mean i i I would be surprised if johnson doesn't continue to be the most targeted guy um for roethlisberger just by the nature where he's playing a lot in the slot although they'll put juju in the slot whatever um but they're trying but trying to get the ball in the hands of Deontay Johnson. He's great yards after catch and all that kind of thing. Um, so I think, I, you know, they don't have the name brand guys that if you compare them to, you know, Tyree kill and Travis Kelsey right. is the top two pass catchers. And I mean, that's, what's overwhelming about that. As a, as a side note, the chiefs, maybe that's, if it makes you feel better, I don't know what'll be true in a year from now, but even if the Broncos were really good this year, are you really ready to, to roll with that team anyway? It's like that team, that Miko Hardman barely touched the ball if he touched it at all um, in the opening game? He had and like one reception
1: for Sammy six yards.
2: What I mean, they're so loaded. I'm like, how would you ever as a defense, if, if Patrick Mahomes has three seconds to throw the ball, how is it possible that somebody wouldn't be open? Um, but so... Those brand names are superior to what Pittsburgh has, but there is really no correlation. If you look at the 21st century, people always say, You always hear the analysts say, Gotta have that if you wanna be a Super Bowl contender. There are a lot of um, facts and myths where that's concerned. You do almost certainly need to have a high end QB. There have been, you know, Brad Johnson in the <laughs> early part of the of the millennium, and Joe Flacco slipped through with a, a a glorious run there. But for the most part, you have to have one of those high end QBs to be a perennial contender. You have to be good at the line of scrimmage. You have to be able to rush the passer passer in January. There's no evidence that you have to have one of these number one sure. Um, top receivers and like it's fun to talk about like Julio or Nuke who would you rather have and all that kind of stuff like you don't need to have either one to to go deep in the playoffs because as I say there's no evidence that that's what wins you a Super Bowl anyway
0: do you do you have any idea why like Julio Jones doesn't score more touchdowns I have to me, no
2: idea. Have that's no like the idea.
0: biggest mystery Will and I battle with every football season. It's like 10 catches for 160 yards and zero touchdowns. Like every week you're like, how does, it's like a, it'll, it'll be one of the great football mysteries. I think. I, I like,
2: I love those kind of mysteries. And um, I also love the little, like if you change one play and how much it can affect the way we think about the next oh, yeah. five years or the next decade, or, you know, where people, where, where perfect, I mean, I I, one one of my favorite ones is out there. I think we actually talked about this. Is that if Andrew Luck would have stuck to coming out after his junior year instead of deciding, ah, you know what? I will go back to Stanford for my senior year, Cam Newton would have been a Denver Bronco. He would have been the second pick. They wouldn't have taken Von Miller with Cam sitting there. They would have taken Carolina would have taken Luck. You guys would have had Cam Newton. I think things would have looked very different over uh over the last uh, decade, if that, would have, if, if that had been the case. Of course, Peyton Manning would have, wouldn't have wound up there um, either. But um, the the what if I was just going to do – see, I, my, uh, I, I forget things. I, I forget things. All what time if
1: drama. Fitzgerald Toussaint held on to the ball?
2: That's the one. You yeah. said. <laughs> You're going to come on cry. If I, if I weren't in lockdown, I'd get in the car and I'd drive to the mountain time zone and I'd give you what? for. Because you ain't Mitchell Schwartz yet.
1: <laughs> okay. You're weak, yeah. Mitchell Schwartz. I got to pick up some weights. Yeah, you do.
2: Yeah, that's right. I don't, I don't even remember when I was going, but there, but there was a good what if somewhere in there, and if we can remember collectively where I started that. Uh, you can
1: circle back to it. Here's a, here's a what if, though. Uh, what if – so we the, – the Steelers rarely make a lot of moves in the draft. They rarely trade up, but they did in 2019. Uh, they swapped with the Broncos. The Steelers moved up to ten. They took Devin Bush, who a lot of people connected to the Broncos before that draft. Broncos moved down to twenty, uh, and they take Noah Fant, who's been you know pretty promising, had a mm-hmm. strong first half last week, and then uh, fell off the face of the earth. How do you feel, like? How do you feel about um, that move, trading up in hindsight? How's Devin Bush been for you guys?
2: Well, it was kind of um, it was a you know not looking. Uh, down the line even to this season there was just a a, a glaring need after 2018 um, to do something in part because of those weird bad losses that they just couldn't stop late game drives including against your Broncos that was a, a signature I mean that's really by the way talk about what if and change this or that that one play in the end zone that um, I don't remember who it was who dropped for the Broncos and intercepted the ball at the goal Shelby line. Shelby Harris. <laughs> right. I mean, that's where the friction began with – or it not began, but that's where really Pete, you know, caught started fire. To be, yeah. And, yeah, really started to get out of hand there. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so, so there was a glaring need that late-game drives, they just like these these long drives that inevitably were ending with the other team, garbage or not um the Raiders did it as well to the Steelers that year that they had to get Devin Bush so yeah at at this point and he played every single defensive snap on Monday night did Devin Bush after a year of kind of you know people thought he'll hit the ground running he's a blazing fast linebacker a revelation a 21st century style at the position but then they put him in there and they're like yeah he doesn't know exactly he's a step slow with reacting and everything not so this year they're very excited about him and um yeah centerpiece for a, a defense that in general is is lightning fast That really is a fun defense to watch
1: how do you how do you reconcile the fact that he has a rat tail though
2: yeah it's very strange it's very um daniel Boone, davy crockett effect like the the uh you know the the, cap Kings, the Kings, cap, yeah you with know, the raccoon tail that's exactly what it looks like to me. I'm gonna uh, against my better judgment, I'm gonna allow it <laughs> but what I the asterisk I put next to it for all pro football players if you're gonna dangle hair out of your hat, you then cannot complain about somebody tackling you or grabbing you by it. Yeah, that's yeah. the you don't you don't get to have your cake and eat it too which also as I've said before, that cliche needs to be amended to <laughs> things and so what? I mean, like if you give me a cake, I'm gonna eat it. Yeah. That doesn't make me a glutton. Like I gave Dave a cake, and do you know what that guy did? That pig, did, he ate that <laughs> cake. Like what? Yeah, what did you want me? Should be he wants to have his cake and some pie. Now, now you're yeah. go. Now you're going too far. Now that's <laughs> too much. But um, yeah, I think that uh, 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 that um i uh, again i don't even know what we were talking about it's
1: all right uh, uh, hair hair hair, no, no, hair. yes yes,
2: to... yes hair back to hair yeah, yeah. um ricky williams, ask... R- ricky williams who probably late at night did enjoy some cake and pie and some mm. cake and some ice cream <laughs> and peanut butter and crackers and then maybe <laughs> did it all over again for i don't know why um but yeah you ever... He had the temerity to complain. Ricky Williams, like he's dangling that hair. He had the dreads, and, or uh, what, what did he have? Cornrows? Or I don't remember what he had. But he would have the gall to complain about it. He got tackled once by. He's like, that's not cool to tackle. You're the one with the hair. Troy Polamalu at least had the dignity. Larry Johnson, uh, right. With the Chiefs once tackled Troy Palomalu. He's like, What, what, what are you going to do? My hair's hanging out there. So, as long as Devin Bush doesn't try to have it both ways and be like, How dare you? After I tried to pick six, you drew Lock, How dare you tackle me by my hair? You know?
1: That would oh, be no, the we'll... best thing that yeah. could happen to him. You just pull the rat tail out. That's just.
0: <laughs> it just popped um, off. That's it's just a, uh, it's tearing okay. the
1: bandit off. <laughs>
0: if if be, like, clip be, on it.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. If we were guaranteed oh, to see that, I idea. would. I would root for a, a Drew Lock interception. <laughs> no, it. No, no.
2: Let's uh, let maybe we could slide into, into Drew's DMs and see. <laughs> he seems like he, he seems like a cool guy. He might be willing to do that for us. How
0: how confident are you on your hair tackling ability, Drew? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it is the best when people bellyache about that. Like, and then even sometimes you'll be watching the game and a guy will get it like, "That's uh, crossing the line." To get he's running really fast. It's not like. Two, <laughs> Not like you're chasing me or Philip Rivers. You're chasing somebody fast. Like what? You're trying to grab onto anything you can get your hand on.
1: It doesn't feel like a calculated decision necessarily. No, no Just yeah. Kind of, uh, uh, a quick reaction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's there's so many rules
0: with tackling now. I am glad that is still one that is allowed. Like they've taken a, away a, a lot of options for tacklers. So hair, nah. You can, still, I know. you can still you can know still grab what's, it. What's a
2: very promising thing and I like defense and I don't like all the rules that just free things up to yeah. liberate offenses but I also find it tedious and unfair on some level um, the holding calls because they just seem so subjective play to play. I know that the that the cliche is about you could call that on any play holding right. but Really, why is it a ten-yard penalty? I, I ask this all the time. What, yeah. why the why when, when it is more subjective? Like I can see if you jump off sides, that's just five. That's just a five-yard penalty. More debatable on almost every one is unless you tackle the defensive guy. Like you can you can kind of be. I don't think that was holding or whatever. And yet it's it's double just about every other penalty. It's crazy. I don't. I, I, and it's a drive killer. So. Good a week in, not as many holding calls. Let's make that the new yeah. way, even though,
0: though it'll lead to more points. It was like there was like eighteen and last year. There was eighty plus week one. So they, <laughs> I wonder was, if that was
1: a concerted effort on anyone's and,
0: part. I don't know.
2: Yeah, M- Mitchell Schwartz and on uh, down. Everybody's decided no more holding. Yeah, you know, like is that the is that the <laughs> conclusion or is it like? hey refs let's let's, (laughs) no one wants to see this crap we've had enough rules in 2020 we don't need to uh, constantly for uh, a 300 pound man leaning in the wrong way on another 300 just let it go just I I just
1: I think Garrett Bowles uh, just pulled it together this offseason and and forgot how to hold I think that's what happened
0: those egregious holds nearly ended his career
2: (laughs) yeah they did I'll tell you what (laughs) for real I don't know what's gonna happen I mean I would not at all surprised me given Mike Tomlin's I mean his his kryptonite is bad teams on the road oh, um, that's true I mean that really is I mean it's a and, and it's a glaring it one that has gone on for pretty much a decade and a half now it's a bad one to have because it always puts you behind the eight ball when you're in a conference that has had Tom Brady's Patriots and everything playing those bum teams so they always are ahead of you in the standings um but uh you know Denver coming to town, really talented in a fantasy sense, I think, at least. In a <laughs> fantasy football sense, the offensive line is what might let you down there. So, I don't know how it's going to go, but I wouldn't want to be Garrett Bowles this weekend. That's just a ton of pressure to be facing, like, you know, to it and Bud Dupree line up next to you. That's that, that's a scary proposition, how you're going to handle those guys, and that's just one side of the ball. Yeah. the other, you know.
0: Uh, so. the, your defensive interior line is – Really good. It's tough. tough. I think think TJ Watt might be like the best edge rusher in the NFL right now, but he is also benefiting from just probably the best interior play. Like watching those guys, uh, it just reminds me a lot in 2015 with with the Broncos when you had uh, uh, Von Miller and DeMarcus Ware benefiting from great play from Malik Jackson and Derek Wolfe on those ends. Like when you have those – four pieces together you're just gonna you're gonna crush teams and and when every play you expect them to be in the backfield close to the quarterback it's uh it's it's like just reassuring I don't want to bum you out again with the
2: same point but um you know Von Miller is the face of the team in a lot of ways he's, he's yeah I don't know if you guys have ever yapped with him but he's just delightful he's a he's a unique character really a funny guy um but, you know, among the most dominant defensive players of uh, of the millennium. So to take him out, but the, also Jarrell Casey, to your point, you, th- you know, I know uh, Derek Wolf moves on, but, you know, Jer- uh, you-, you drop a guy like Casey in there and Chubb and Von Miller. I mean, that would that yeah. potentially could really wreck Patrick Mahomes and anyone else in the league.
0: Yeah, we're we're excited about that front because Mike Purcell and Shelby Harris with Darrell Casey up there—it's a really solid unit, and it's it's why like the Broncos should be able to hang with teams. It's like a, a area that came together uh, last season too, but until like the offense really starts to click, where you know we had Jerry Judy had two big drops in that game, Melvin Gordon had a terrible fumble, mm-hmm. so they clean those things up then. You know, can, I hear you, man. Because
2: I I, 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 was surprised when Melvin Gordon landed in Denver, and you know what? Why with the with the the, the talent they already have, and is that really? And then you're like, well, who's going to win the gig and everything? And then when you watch on Monday night, it jumps out immediately. All due respect to Philip Lindsley, a good uh, Lin, Lindsay, a good story and everything. But like, oh yeah, Melvin Gordon. Now you forget about him he's a high <laughs> end back, the fumble notwithstanding. Yeah. I love the way, um, even though he has the legs of a fifteen-year-old girl, and I and I, I've <laughs> talked with him about this. Look at his calf muscles. He's very he's very insecure about them too. He says it's a a point of ridicule in NFL locker rooms. Is and that Gordon?
0: Gordon's yeah. insecure. Oh, yeah, he yeah. doesn't
2: like it. He doesn't love it. Oh, let's see. Maybe it could form a. Gr- oh no. I don't know. Uh-oh. Look at you. Such a such pretty little legs on you. You know who else is like that? Voice of uh voice of the Chargers, Matt Money Smith. You guys could have a support. I've
1: seen those. Yeah. Matt
2: Money Smith, you, and Melvin Gordon. That's the start of something. It's like the same the thing. Calf crew. <laughs> Me, Roethlisberger, John Travolta, Ted Kennedy. Some <laughs> some of us when you gain 15, 20 pounds, like it distributes over the body and you get a pot belly or a big bum or whatever. Some people, myself included, the first 15 goes right into your head and your head balloons up like real big. It gets real big. You'll, you'll see it in Travolta and Roethlisberger yeah. if you look at either one of them and and also me. Um, so, yeah. So, we have our support group and and yeah. now you have yours.
1: I'm, I might have to get in on that support group. <laughs>
2: I, I like I like the one that we that we formed um during the show today. This is the before you're you're in the before group support group.
1: I hope, so. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I've been I've been back and forth a little bit, but um yeah, I, I hope I'm more like I'm closer to Greece John Travolta than like you know uh gaudy John Travolta.
2: I mean you can say just, it, but I just, just like want to land of-
1: somewhere in between. Fine. You,
2: you can talk about it all day long, but the only way you're going to prove it is if you sing <laughs> it. it. Yeah. Hit it.
0: Hit it. <laughs> you want to be Saturday Night Fever, Travolta. Do, do, either do some boogie do your favorite. Go ahead.
1: Hit it. I, I did actually just watch Grease on HBO Max, and I'm not filibustering, uh, but a better movie than I than I remember the last time I watched it.
2: Oh, I thought you were just about to join another club. That, that I'm in with cousin Sal and my sister, and I think that's the the full list. Who sincerely believes that Greece two? This isn't me trying to be a contrarian. I really believe this. Yeah. Greece two is better than Greece. Michelle Pfeiffer, Adrian oh, wow. Zamed, It's a great picture.
1: I don't think I've ever uh, seen Greece two. I either. haven't seen it. It was uh, an ABC Family staple back in the 2000s, uh, but I, I can't say I've seen it. And oh, so you don't see I it in <laughs>
2: <laughs> Remember too that the message of that movie is for anyone who has a daughter out there. Is apparently, if you're a good girl, that uh, the, the the cool dudes may not come around to you so mm-hmm. when when all else fails just get some satin tight fitting pants and some high heels and start burning nails and uh, and and start comporting yourself in uh le- less say angelic ways and uh and the fellas will swoon i don't know what we're supposed to take away from that picture you're, if you're, if you're, you're a teenage it, you're girl that. this is what you yeah. should do and you'll be good with the cool kids
0: shame so you, on you grease you're you're saying the first movie i should watch with my uh, new daughter is grease that's right mm-hmm. okay Right, this is what you don't want to do. Don't, <laughs> don't,
2: don't do like she does at the end of the picture. Stay nice,
1: right? I hope. I hope there's a better moral in Greece too. Does I Michelle mean, Pfeiffer turn into a good girl over the course of the movie?
2: I don't know. It, I, I, it turns into a big luau. I remember that's oh, the last scene has so a big luau, and somebody jumps a motorcycle over a uh, a poorly fashioned above ground pool. That's that's my <laughs> my main recollection. This Sick. Um, I love I love
1: Greece just because. Uh, more than any movie, and I think they just didn't predict high-definition uh, TVs mm-hmm. back in the late 70s, but I think Stockard Channing's like 45 in that movie playing a <laughs> 16-year-old, it's crazy. someone from Travolta's crew, like kind of a short, stout uh, Italian fella with uh, kind of brillowy hair, he has to be like mid-50s.
2: I know exactly the guy you're thinking about yeah, yeah but stalker yeah. Channing is uh, yeah, it's just ridiculous're hey, <laughs> having a, we're having a slumber party yeah. uh, wait are uh, be, feels like you have, you have yeah. the time to do this because uh you just got divorced for the second time <laughs> <laughs> year old lady like why why are you at the sleepover party
1: yeah yeah, he's Singing a song, making making fun about sixteen uh, year old Olivia Newton John about being a virgin. Like, oh, of course, you've lost your virginity. You're forty two years old. You're about to hit menopause. Yeah, come on. Yeah, I mean,
2: don't don't make me track down your estranged children to tell bad tales about you. How you wound up at this slumber party. The
1: side note, real side quick. Of yeah, side note, real quick. Um, I I, th- I lost a lot of respect for my dad. I think when I found his record collection. For the first time, uh, like in an attic somewhere, and it was seventy-five percent Olivia Newton-John records from wow. the 70s. Oh wow. and How
2: many it records was, could that be? I mean, it seemed like she would lot. have three total. She did. <laughs> no, 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 no.
1: <laughs> she the she whole did, discography. The well, whole she did,
2: She was sweating for the oldies or whatever. She was like a, a trailblazer in the field of like, hey, here's something fun to do. I'm gonna work out why don't you do a videotape of me doing that? Like that's a, that's a weird, uh, brassy move. I, it's kind of like, um, and I've said this to Joe Manganello, um, you know, the, the handsome devil from Pittsburgh PA who, um, you know, was in, um, what's it called? Magic Mike. Mm-hmm. I, I said to him, you gotta have some balls. You gotta have some ego to like, what's this movie about? Like, it's about super attractive male strippers and women can't help themselves around them. Like, Oh yeah, I'd like to audition for that. (laughs) What you ain't you full of yourself thinking that you're the guy to fill that role. Can you imagine what, what, what I mean, my life and the people in it have beaten me down so thoroughly. It would never go like, Hey, there's a new (laughs) movie that's casting. What's it? uh, you know really buff strippers like well, why Why are you wasting my time talking to me about that of course I wouldn't get that imagine being having the balls to say I'm gonna go audition for that yeah, yeah. but then Olivia Newton John then goes makes Xanadu mm-hmm. which is uh, a mystical uh, musical <laughs> yeah
1: yeah I got through about 15 minutes of that one night and then said I I don't understand this at all I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to Greece but uh, yeah no I would learned-
2: now Get we picked. are here song. <laughs> Do Sanity Do
0: uh, you want to do our segment, Will? Our s- oh, very yeah. So we've got, a new segment.
1: Um, we've got a game lined up for you, Dave. We put some... Uh, I know you like gunslingers as opposed to, you know, the guys that that cross the I's and dot the T's, but right. I did decide to put a little bit of preparation <laughs> into this. Um, and I'll preface it by saying... The thing I like about both you and Brandon is you don't hide the fact that you're, that you're fans, you're homers, even. I think you've said it yourself before. I don't,
2: uh, I, don't I, I I don't agree with that, uh, with that definition.
1: Okay. Just well, we have to scrap I, the segment then. <laughs>
2: just as I, just as I give, just as I give Peyton and all those guys, I, I don't demean them. I don't marginalize them by calling them okay, the okay. game managers. They're surgeons. A homer, no, I have a rooting interest. Perna has a rooting interest. I can't speak for him. I can tell you (laughs) it does not impact what I think is going to – what I want to have happen versus what I think is going Uh to happen are not always the same thing. As long as you can have that line, I think you you remain semi-credible. But But all that being said, all that being said, um, hanging right behind me is a steel curtain football jersey and (laughs) otherwise. So, you know, take me with a grain of salt, of course.
1: Right, right. Okay. Uh, well, I guess I'll amend this slightly. No, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Play this segment was called Homer hypotheticals. Uh, I'll change it to rooting interest <laughs> hypotheticals. <laughs> it's, That's kind of better. I think killed kill, yeah. the alliteration. Okay. Definitely killed the alliteration a little bit. Um, but Pretty I'm rooting interest go hypotheticals. Ahead with it. So, so to me, these hypotheticals are—they're going to seem like they're just personal preference. Uh, which to an extent they are, but I think they're actually carefully thought out psychological checks that are going to determine who is—I uh, said the greater homer, but who has a stronger rooting interest in their team. So we've got three hypotheticals. I'm going to ask uh, one of—I'm going to ask three to each of you, uh, and and Dave, because you're the guest, um, I'm going to start with you. So hypothetical number one, Dave, you have been magically endowed with Adrian Peterson's iron grip handshake, as well as the ability to travel back in time. Whose hand do you shake and thus render unable to play prior to their signature playoff game? Neil O'Donnell in Super Bowl Thirty, or Tim Tebow in the 2011 wild card round?
2: Fascinating. I am going to go... I I'll go with O'Donnell because he's the stinker okay. for all of time. You know they were going to win that Super Bowl. They were the, the Steelers were going to win that. That was their that was their the way that whole season went for them was they kept it close, kept it close, and then the last couple of minutes they would have at minimum forced overtime, and that would have been something Cowboys Steelers in overtime of Super Bowl Thirty. Um, I, I gotta say, I think we've talked about it before. Broncos fans love to hit me up to 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 troll me about that one. That one, that one never bothered me that much. Um, my guy Ike Taylor got got on that one, got the stiff arm and everything else. Well um, I don't mean to pee on on the the, the good times for Broncos fans because I know that was a special one, but <laughs> I de- from from this woke Steelers fan. <laughs> even if they would have won like i think they had several injuries like casey hampton got hurt in that game he was done for the season they like they, the, the season Here ended comes the excuse
1: year. train that's <laughs> right on, <sorry>. right.
2: I, <laughs> the thing i remember more than anything else was watching demarius thomas run down the sideline and the crowd going wild and all that and um and i was thinking like well good thing for the new overtime rule because i guess you know now the steelers get there but and, and they're like that's the game i'm like I don't understand the overtime rule. Obviously, <laughs> wait, the game's over. Oh, oh, well, that—that's a shame. Yeah, so I guess I'll, I'll take O'Donnell.
1: Okay, uh, you're playing Solid directly answers. into these hypotheticals. I, I really like it.
2: The worst game, uh, the worst game ever, was when the mm-hmm. Broncos came into Three River Stadium and Elway and wait, when oh. you guys, when Cordell had the early lead. Yeah. That was one man. That was the one. That was that one is one of the worst Steeler losses of my lifetime. That's like top three bad. He Steelers.
1: threw a bad. He threw a bad pick in the end zone in that game. Really, yeah, he,
2: threw, he threw two picks in the end zone. In the, yeah. at the end of the second quarter, he threw a deep. They were about to go up, I think seventeen, and they went wound up going into the locker room losing the game some I don't remember how that all. And then he an eight minute drive to start the third quarter. And it gets picked off in the end zone, and that's when Romanowski is doing that, mm-hmm. yeah, oh, up yeah. thing. And I, all of a sudden, you look up and you're like, "Wow, we got like 20 minutes left in the whole game now, and we're still trailing." But anyhow, please proceed.
0: I always think of—I don't know why either. It's just Yancey Thigpen is always the first player I think
1: of. From that it's game. a great name, really. It's, it's just, a great—that's just stuck with me for years. Yancey, he was
2: good. He was good for a little while there.
1: <laughs> Strongly resembled uh, Tupac, I thought. He had the he had the same look going on. Him and Kayvon Webster good. have you, a, a Kvon definitely does look alike support group. Anyway, all right, Brandon. Similar question for you. Whose hand are you going back and crushing with your Adrian Peterson like iron grip? Raheem Moore prior I, to the 2012 divisional round. Could I have super
0: the- strong calves instead and use that
1: to to crush them? <laughs> Like, uh, like the Bond girl from Goldeneye. Sure, yeah. Whatever. I think that kills them. Uh, but we'll, yeah, we'll just say it—you know—knocks them out for okay. the whole game. Sorry, continue. Uh, yeah, no, it's okay. Uh, or, you, or do you crush Mark Brunel's left hand uh, before the 1996 divisional oh. round? Who was yeah, the first Mar- one? I was thinking Raheem about Moore. my Cavs. Oh, Raheem yeah. Moore. Raheem Moore against the Ravens, uh, or Mark Brunel?
0: Oh, I go, I go, Raheem Moore, easy. Um, The the whole losing to the to the Jaguars in that playoff wild card game set the Broncos up to go back to back Super Bowl uh, wins. I think it had like some sort of weird uh, momentum shift. The intangible, you can't replace that. Raheem Moore is like the play we debated for. Taking uh, back one Broncos play, I think yeah. if Denver gets to that Super Bowl, they win. Uh, it's just it's just such a gaff, such a gaff in that That's situation.
2: The, the bit, that that really was bad for the record, though. Peyton is the one who threw the interception, not Raheem yeah. Moore or anybody else. No, overtime.
0: and John Fox doesn't give Peyton Manning a chance with the ball with like 40 seconds left in the game when they had some timeout. So. There's a lot of things you can look back to, but that you was a crazy one. one. The um,
2: I I feel like the greatest Super Bowl that we didn't get, and I love like looking at, you know, <laughs> wow, that would have been a better matchup if whatever. Maybe the best one ever is if the and the Falcons in '98 were not a bad team.
1: Oh yeah, uh, they were
2: 14 and, and two. Were they 14 and two?
1: I was 14 13, and two. Yeah, against and two, the, and then Falcons you had 15,
2: and one, 15 bike. and one. But. They, you know, they didn't have that gear to hang with the yeah. with with Elway and company. If you would have had that crazy Vikings team against Elway and I guess what shaped up to be the last game of his career, the defending champs, I think that's the greatest Super Bowl that we were deprived of.
0: Yeah. I was I so right. happy when Atlanta won that I'm game. Sure. <laughs> I was, I'm sure. I was scared of the Vikings. And they <laughs> – I was not scared of a Dan, of Dan Reeves in the Super Bowl.
2: It's weird cuz you guys don't get credit. It's funny because of that Vikings team that you avoid playing, the narrative 20 plus years later now is like isn't as much respect as that Broncos team deserves cuz you you knock off the Packers improbably like nobody in advance uh-huh. of that game thought that was going right. to happen and <clears throat> you come back the next year as a juggernaut but because it was against the Falcons it diminishes the back-to-back on some level and it, it, it if it would have been against the Vikings people would hold up that Broncos team a little higher than they currently do there's something nice about your team see i said something there we on. go
1: Thank you. I, you know, I wasn't expecting that, but um, way to go. Um, All right. So I'm giving you both a a Homer slash rooting interest point for your answers. And here's uh, my explanation. So the true Homer only ascribes agency to his own team. He can never admit that his team was outplayed only that they beat themselves. So you, Dave, you took um, Neil O'Donnell. You'd have wiped Neil O'Donnell from history. And Brandon, you took Raheem Moore. Both players from your own team, so you Smart. can't you can't admit that you're outplayed a little bit. So I'm I'm giving you both a full point for that one. Perfect. Ah,
2: that's nice.
0: eh? round
1: we got round two. What
0: is it, three it's rounds? A, it's a psychological. It's,
1: it is. It is. I thought this through a little bit. All right, uh, Brandon, you'll go first this time. Okay. Um, option. These are two options, so you'll you'll choose between the two. Option one, you're guaranteed three more all-pro seasons with Von Miller who later retires as a Bronco after a few more years having settled into the role of mentor mentor, a la DeMarcus Ware. Okay, that's your first option. Option two, as a punishment for Dan Snyder's crimes, the Washington football team skins are forced to to trade Chase Young to the Broncos for a 2022 conditional seventh-round pick. So you get uh, a really strong end to Vaughn Miller's career gets to retire with the team or you get chase young for nothing essentially. Right.
0: And you said he has all pro type seasons.
1: Uh, he has three more all pro seasons.
0: Yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to ride with Vaughn. Bon. Oh, uh, I'll maybe play. We are
2: bleeding into Homerism here. I'll See, play the short
0: term. That's three premier seasons. From the guy who carried this team to a Super Bowl win, I have to go with Bob Miller.
2: You know what? what? I kind of like that answer, not just as a homer, because as we see now, remember everybody? It was not long ago that it was like, hey, all five of the QBs taken in the first round of the 2018, they all look good. They're all going to be good. Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, and Josh Rosen, they're all going to work out. Now they're exactly two. And Josh Allen at, lacks certain um, uh, base what you would assume are fundamental requirements <laughs> for an NFL QB. The other three are like out to sea at this point. We don't know if they're ever going to fix things. Um, so, yeah, maybe playing for the here and now. The, and, and if Von Miller is an all-pro for three more years. That means he's playing really well. Yeah. And that means the defense is really good. I think I like your answer there.
1: I'm loyal. Okay. All right, Dave, you got uh, a similar proposition. So, option one, you're guaranteed one more Super Bowl appearance with ben Roethlisberger, ben Roethlisberger under center. Whether he wins the Super Bowl, up to him. Option two, tomorrow, in a preemptive cap relief transaction, knowing he will have to pay his quarterback in 2023. Bengals owner Mike Brown trades Joe Burrow to the Steelers in exchange for Mason Rudolph. So another Super Bowl appearance at least with with Big Ben, or you just get to absorb Joe Burrow from your rival.
2: Look, I've been riding since 2004 with Big Ben Roethlisberger. I'm not jumping off now. I want to see one last trip to the Super Bowl. I want to see what – I mean, he played in Super Bowl forty five against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. They were down six points. They get the ball with two minutes to go. If he throws a ball and it bounces off somebody's head and it goes into Hines Ward's arms and he runs it in for the touchdown, is there any debate that Roethlisberger is one of the six or eight best quarterbacks of the Super Bowl era? Now it's kind of like on the fence and I don't know and everything else. And also, if I can be cute with my answer too, this isn't five years ago. We now have reached QB saturation in the NFL. QB's. Everybody has a good QB. It's not that. It's not as hard as people make it out to be. Like, like I say, five years, ten years ago, like half the league stunk at QB. Now most teams who who has a who has a deficit at QB outside of the the Bears and like I don't know. I guess I guess you guys T B D maybe, but I mean there but I mean sense. but like when the worst QB going is Mitchell Trubisky, that ain't bad. Yeah. You know, like that wasn't very long ago. It was like Case Keenum. Like you're you're gonna start Case Keenum in an NFL game on purpose? That seems like a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. it might
0: be like Ryan Fitzpatrick and Phillip Rivers right now.
2: That's <laughs> <laughs> and that's isn't yeah. that something that, that that that's maybe literally tra- You know who else we want to throw into that group? Nobody likes to hear it. Drew Brees isn't very good at <laughs> football
1: anymore. Ooh. Oh That uh, Brandon, you got to clip that up and and <laughs> just and put it that. all over social it's media. Up. Yeah, <laughs>
2: he's not. I was thought. Oh, did you see Brady? Oh, what's going to happen with Brady in in Tampa? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know his team lost, and I know Brady wasn't great, but he was better than number nine. The home uh, for the home team.
1: That's true. Yeah, Drew Brees. You know is, his his arm. Disagree.
0: His arm looks his age. Uh.
2: That's right. Let's see. Let you know for real right now in 2020 you take michael thomas off the field all right win some games drew Brees. let's see because everybody's sitting on everybody now knows that he does not throw the ball past 10 yards so what exactly how is this team going to generate uh i mean they have a potentially dominant defense is the answer but I, i mean teams are gonna i mean alvin kamara couldn't get off against the the bucks even though he scored two touchdowns he couldn't really get going I I mean, I think you're going to see that classic kind of like take Kamara away, make this QB beat us. Forget the name brand that is Breeze. Mm -hmm. I think he's a liability for them now.
1: Okay. I like that. Maybe it may
2: be great. What if we see uh, Jameis in there?
1: (laughs) I think, uh, in terms of entertainment, I don't think anything can beat Jameis on a Super Bowl ready team.
0: Jameis throwing a pass to Taysom Hill? I mean,
1: Jameis in the playoffs, I think. (laughs) The sexiness.
0: (laughs) I love that. That's a great idea. Yeah.
2: Watch from the sidelines, Drew.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's a hold the clipboard, pal. Uh, all right. So, uh, back to the hypothetical. Neither of you get a point for this one. And here's oh. my reason. You can, you can disagree with me. Uh, but, in my opinion, the homer in this situation will always opt for the two rings in the bush rather than the one ring in the hand. A uh, little phrasing that I – didn't pick up on paper. What the
2: hell are you talking about, friend?
1: <laughs> anyway. My kids the, uh, can listen to
2: this. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oops. That's why you got the headphones on. Uh, earmuffs. Yeah, so the homer always believes that the possibilities for his team are infinite rather than kind of the guaranteed three all-pro seasons oh, okay. versus the guaranteed Super okay. Bowl appearance. You know, okay. you think if you get Joe Burrow, you're going to the Super Bowl every other year if you're, if you're a true homer. And Absolutely. if you get Chase Young, he's you know you're penciling him into the Hall of Fame. So you got back to back Hall of Fame pass rushers, pairing Bradley Chubb too. Mm. So uh, in my estimation, the Homer answer would have been uh, the more you know limitless possibility huh. answer. No, the Bradley but we're Cooper, lo- we're,
2: we're, we're loyal to those who have been loyal to our franchises. I think that says something. I nice.
1: think that's uh, rational, though. I think that's yeah. rational. I thought I locked
0: it up by picking Vaughn, but uh round three, Will give us round three. I disagree three. with the I judge. Sub- I
2: disagree <laughs> with the judge's rendering here. I, I do too.
1: Want. And it's it's our podcast. Shit. If you wanna if you wanna take this segment over to your podcast, you, you can you can rule it however you want.
2: I just consider but, uh, that, just consider this entire podcast under protest.
0: Trademark. <laughs>
1: trademark desk
0: broncos twenty
1: twenty. Yeah, put up put up a billboard uh over the freeway in New Orleans. Okay. Round three. You guys are both tied at one. Okay. This is make Good a possibility break. of a tie. In which case I did not write a tie break or You'll have to deal with it. Uh, this one's longer. So buckle up. Um, Dave, you're going first. Okay. All right. Before his death, Al Davis instructed that he be buried with a mysterious unlabeled film reel that sits beside him below a gravestone that reads just live baby. Mark Davis awakes Suddenly sweating profusely having just remembered a decade later that his father left a $25 gift certificate to PF Chang's in the breast pocket of the silver and black suit. His father was buried in Mark Davis does the only thing he can. And that of course is to exhume his father.
2: Okay. Mark with digs you so up far. this so yeah. far checks out. This all makes sense so far. Okay.
1: This is, you know, um, this is not science fiction. This could happen. Okay. Uh, it went where the fuck was I? Oh yeah, Mark digs up his father and finds the gift certificate right where he left it. But the younger Davis becomes stricken with despair, not because he disturbed his father's eternal rest, but because the gift certificate expired back in twenty thirteen. <laughs> Suddenly, the mysterious film reel catches his eye. He takes it back home with him and sticks it in the Raiders' old timey film projector, which they just stopped using when they left Oakland last year. Uh, Incredible. The film reveals a new angle of the immaculate reception shot by Abraham Zapruder himself, showing not only that Franco Harris caught the ball cleanly, but also that Frenchie Fuqua never deflected the pass. Uh, Obviously, to make sure Raiders fans still have something to bitch about 50 years later, uh, Davis decides to destroy the film, but ends up losing it in the hand of No Limits' uh, Texas Hold'em during a a late night at the Circus Circus in Vegas. The pit boss, a Steelers fan, gets his hands on it and turns it into you, prominent Steelers fan Dave Damashek, who can share this definitive footage with the world and finally put to bed all conspiracies. Before you tweet the footage, a beat-up Chevy Cavalier pulls up to your house. Out steps Mark Davis, holding a briefcase filled with $500,000. Davis offers you the money in exchange for the film. Plus, you have to publicly announce that you believe the immaculate reception was an illegal play. Do you accept or reject the offer? <laughs> That's the hypothetical.
2: <laughs> this could happen. Like, this could happen. In the next week or so. <laughs> um, I, you know.
1: $500,000 is a lot of money.
2: It is Interesting that the Raiders have been on the wrong end of so many postseasons, even a mile high. You guys are too young to remember, but uh, the precursor to Super Bowl 12 with Craig Morton and company yeah. was, uh, I forget who, what was his name?
1: Rob Bobby Lytle.
2: Rob Lytle fumbled the ball yeah. before he got to the goal line. Um, I'm buying time so I can find my answer. You know what? Al Davis and John Madden stunk. And so did that whole Raiders team. <laughs> I didn't like their specs. creeps, Jack. tape I don't care. Find out whatever you want to find out. You had it coming to you. You guys are a bunch of bums. It's like the Patriots complaining about anybody else cheating. Guess what? You showed us how. I learned it by watching you. I don't care what videotape or film or whatever else you have. Dude, go ahead and announce it. I said, Do whatever the hell you want. I'll take my money, too. I go... <laughs> <laughs> one I want get at least give me the gift certificate uh where was it cpk where you CF chang's. changs i'll take it
1: i don't think california pizza kitchen's around anymore i think oh, no, there. they are they are my
0: wife yeah, and i, I used to my wife and i used to there was one close to our house in la and we would go there and every time i'm like how did we spend so much money eating dinner at california Pizza <laughs> kitchen it was the bottles of wine that get you i tell you Sure <laughs> it's like 180 dollars for cpk what are we doing
2: well how many bottles of wine were there you maybe a couple i don't the know. F- <laughs> we we had
0: drinking problems i see yeah. we figured it out since that was uh, a, a okay. great question will that was that was <laughs>
1: Thank you. I wanted to I had, uh, had a lot of elements. Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, look, come on. Who you
2: know. who stole but was weird is that mm-hmm. somebody swiped that. Like couldn't it, couldn't it conceivably have still been there? Like but somebody stole it. Now there's a whole another mystery to solve. It. Uh, it the stolen uh, PF Chang's card.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, the P. No, 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 it expired.
2: Oh, it expired. I'm sorry, it you're expired. right. I, I got yeah, confused. Cause... there was a lot. There was a lot <laughs> to consider there. The real well, mystery
0: is why Al Davis would have that footage and he himself not show it to also, the world. also no
1: no no theory. no no because the film showed that uh, what Steelers fans oh you're right. you're right you're right you're right it justified the Steelers fans you're right. it showed you're that right. you're it showed right. an angle where Franco Harris caught right. it cleanly you're and right. it, it, right. bounced, it did not bounce off of Fuqua it bounced but off the Steelers if defender if was. we've learned was anything from Sanders
2: this fan. thought experiment Will <laughs> yeah. it's, it's that Pern and I aren't listening to you that closely yeah. <laughs> that's, that's
1: that's the that was, look that was a long one i'm not gonna hold it that's every yet. week
0: during our podcast yeah i was talking and i am trying, uh, to, trying to uh announce
1: super chats that's another that's another support club and in, in and of itself all right I'll final like question okay. give okay. it to me yeah final question we can get dave out of here yeah seriously all right uh oh, brandon right. i
2: didn't know i was that bad a guest fine uh, get me out of here <laughs>
1: Let's kick his ass out. Uh, All right. The same magical force that whisked you back in time earlier has sent you back to Sarah High School in San Mateo, California, 1993. A 16-year-old Tom Brady has just been offered some grass from the local stoner. Brady, having just seen the 1993 Richard Linklater film Dazed and Confused, is compelled to risk his future and take his first bong rip. Suddenly, as you watch from the bushes like a creep, the ghost of John Ham appears and begins speaking to you, much like in It's, it's a Wonderful Life. Ham informs you that the weed has been laced with a special poison that will cause Brady to gradually stop caring about football and spend all of his time eating cereal, watching cartoons, and chilling out, man. Your natural inclination is to let nature run its course and disarm the quarterback that would cause you so much grief in the 21st century. However, ghostly John Hamm reveals to you that if Brady stops playing football, it will create a ripple effect that eventually causes Peyton Manning, future Broncos Hall of Fame quarterback, to develop his own crippling drug habit a debilitating bath salts addiction picked up in a trip to Gainesville, Florida in 1996 that causes him to flame out at Tennessee, never reaching the NFL. Do you let Brady ruin his career knowing Manning's legacy goes out the window with it? Or do you take the pain of the Patriots dynasty as long as you get to experience that beautiful four-year run with Peyton
2: what a, what, I just want to say what an easy question. Go ahead, Perna.
0: Well, now, now I'm second guessing what what I was going to answer. Uh, I, I think it's fast easy fast. for Dave because he doesn't love Peyton Manning the way uh, I do. Oh, man, I'm not going to be. <laughs> I okay. I've got my answer. I uh, I stopped Brady from ruining his football career. Uh, the the pain the Patriots have caused me have also helped me monetize my YouTube channel. So part of me has to thank them for uh, letting me, you know, pay my mortgage. Uh, But also, I I have to believe that without Peyton Manning's career, at this point in my life, I couldn't have hope that the Manning family would become the next owners of the Denver Broncos. Mm. So I am going to keep Peyton Manning's career, and I'm going to endure Tom Brady because – even though everybody else is going to put him up on this pedestal, I know in my heart that he's just a good quarterback and not, not the best quarterback to ever play the game. Okay. And no, no, no re-, re rewriting of history can change that in my, my belief system.
2: Rewriting of history. Listen, here's the thing with Tom Brady and the 21st century Patriots. Maybe this will make you guys feel better too, as, as a fan base that has suffered um, <laughs> for their, for their uh, achievements this century. Um, this thing about like, do we need to put an asterisk in the, in the, you know, history books or whatever? It's like, where is there, does somebody, do people imagine that there is some great book of (laughs) history? Like we will now impose in permanent ink the thing, like they're already stained. So we already have that over them. But I would think if you're a, a Broncos fan through and through, you would say, all right, we had some nice years with Peyton, but we also had an entire career with John Elway. And if you take Brady and Peyton out of the mix, John Elway has a strong, strong, strong case as the best quarterback of the Super Bowl. Ooh. Isn't that, isn't that more satisfying to you than than otherwise? And – it's easy to me, too, because if you take those two guys out of the 21st century, this guy over my shoulder here, <laughs> number seven, Big, Ren, Big Ben Roethlisberger, fist bump Big Ben, um, is maybe is maybe in that conversation, too.
1: Fair enough. Okay, Dave. I thought just, about that. I thought about that. Just for that little uh, addendum at the end there, uh, bringing Ben Roethlisberger into the competition, uh, you win the biggest All time right. in the world. Oh, my
0: God. Oh, it I, wasn't I even your question,
1: you. and he and – and you stole it and wasn't even done and won it
0: Uh, without peyton manning john elway doesn't have a case to be also the best gm in nfl history which all right you want you want
2: more black and gold (laughs) out of this guy the most (laughs) the the single most important figure to one sports franchise in north american sports probably the whole world is mario lemieux people say john elway he's good lemieux better
0: Interesting.
2: More homerism for you. That's I mean, it's inarguable. Yeah. If you well, look, Dave,
1: you already won. You don't need to show off.
2: Gilding the lily. Get ready, because <laughs> it's all black and gold over orange and whatever you call your blue color uh, throughout the week. <laughs> yeah. blue.
0: We, we go with blue. Just blue. We, yeah, we, we, all right.
2: You've got to get rid of those uh, the, the uniforms. It's time for any uniform other than the one that they wear now, right?
1: The blue, the blue ones or the orange ones? Because they wear care. the blue well, ones on Monday. But,
2: blue ones are better than the orange jersey ones but either way get back i to think the we 80s all ones. we all agree with you yeah i like the afl ones too with the blue sleeves and the orange jersey uh,
1: oh okay not those the stripes. Nice. Yeah, those ones are. i cool. like them both. Brown, brown ones
2: the brown ones are also good but now you're orange so you can't do the brown can't go back gold. Can't go hard back,
1: to go so. back yeah kind of a branding a branding pantone kind of thing uh okay well thanks for thanks for playing along there um our final prediction, I think we all agreed the Broncos are, are probably going to win on Sunday, so yeah. I won't even, you know. Yeah, we won't even. I won't even you ask you it. at this point. Yeah. you know. they have all
2: the pressure on their shoulders. That's, that's it. Like with Plucky Steeler Bunch hopes they can hang with, uh, yep. with Drew Locke's football club. You, up- got up- a, up- you got up- a, up- a juggernaut up-
1: coming to town on Sunday, so, yeah. you know, hold on. Uh, but, yeah, I think that's, that's all we got for you. Want to um, plug your podcast again? You have – Extra Points with Cousin Sal, Charlotte Wilder, and then you have Minus 3 with uh, my my brother, Jeff Schwartz, apparently. <laughs> Correct. Uh, and you have the great Daves of Thunder with David Feeney. Ah, uh, yes, yes. A great – I got it out,
2: Daves of Thunder, yes.
1: I was, I was thinking about, you know, when I was going to plug it for you, like what kind of podcast do you compare that to? And I can't come up with an answer.
2: It's, you know, it really is this um, – I. I and a part of it and so it sounds arrogant but really the funny guy on it is the other guy david feeney um so i can say it's the funniest podcast i i sincerely think too the funniest podcast there is because of him he writes letters he's insane he writes yeah. he writes jet blue as a fictional guy <laughs> and and writes to actual people at jet blue and <laughs> the pittsburgh pirates and otherwise and and has these weird campaigns it's hysterical stuff it's uh, like the way we always describe it is um it's two um two narcissists um for whom the rest of the world um doesn't matter except each other like no one else counts except each other that i I, it's hard to uh, to tell people what the show is but that's kind of it
1: and still somehow you you get people to listen and and to come back every week even though you're, you're just talking about yourselves
2: basically that's right. which is
1: kind of an achievement i think
2: yeah that's the I, dream I, I think so too yeah right right exactly mm-hmm. but yes yeah, yeah. it's great fun they, i appreciate you listening to it yeah
1: yeah you've monetized uh 15 minutes of therapy a week essentially
2: excellent well but yes. now we have these new support groups that we've put together here during yes. this hour so right know, yeah so look forward to as well. <laughs>
0: real, quick, real quick real quick bitty snell underrated guy underrated running back he looked great um, last week, but is that kind of an, an anomaly type performance?
2: Um, I think with that offense, you can certainly get by. I think in most NFL situations now, you can get by with somebody who's a north-south runner, hard runner. Um, I, I think TBD, you know. Is okay. it, 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 uh, we don't know. We, there's not a ton of evidence of what he looks like in pass protection. We don't know. We There is very, very little. Evidence going back to Kentucky that he's much of a pass catcher. That's not terribly functional, given the way pro football rolls these days to have a guy who doesn't catch the ball out of the backfield. But yeah, he definitely looked good. And James Conner gets hurt a ton, as uh, as I think is clear now. So, yeah. um, you know that you know from a Steelers fans perspective, a lot of people are talking. J.K. Dobbins did they miss uh, did they miss their chance to grab that oh. banger and instead took Chase Claypool? I guess time will tell
1: All right. Looks pretty looks pretty even i thought on sunday
2: i guess i guess and I guess. monday
1: i guess but we'll right. see we'll see yeah
2: time will tell time will tell time. Nice.
1: thanks for okay. joining us dave we appreciate it yeah thanks Third dave thing,
2: anytime fellas you guys are uh dynamite um enjoy your stuff and uh we'll kibitz later on in the season I
0: Awesome, yes, yeah. definitely. Appreciate it.
2: Oh, maybe we can talk before uh, the Super Bowl when Jameis Winston is about to <laughs> take the field of the Saints against Drew Locke in the Broncos. That'll be
1: fun. Yes, oh. perfect. That's Yeah, I can't wait for that.
0: Wow, football is finally back, and it was good to see guys back out on the gridiron over the weekend. Lucky for us, that's just week one, and there is no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook. America's top-rated sportsbook app. To add to the excitement of week two, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't-miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the App Store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to turn one dollar into a hundo of dollars when they bet on any team. That's right, you can place a single dollar bet on any team, and if that team wins, you cash a cool Benjamin Franklin. How could you pass that up? If you're new to the DraftKings Sportsbook, head to the app now to scout their latest offers. Bet with DraftKings Sportsbook, a sportsbook that goes wherever you go, even to the bathroom. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, making it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code DNVR when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week two, bet $1 on that team, and if they win, you can win $100. That's $1 to $100 when you use the promo code DNVR during sign-up for a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. You must be 21 years or older, Colorado only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.